0: afternoon. Welcome to your American heritage. My name is Ed Bonrenka and I'm your host, Derek Stone, host of Stone Cold Sports at noon 30 on Sundays, right after the intersection at noon is your producer today. Derek, is there a game today?
2: Yeah, there is a big game taking place at the big house in Ann Arbor, Michigan and Ohio State.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I've got a nation to save, so I'm just going to be right here. I hope we have listeners. If not, there's the podcast. Thanks, Derek. So we just heard the national anthem performed by a young lady named Victoria Boyd. The version you heard ends on a somewhat minor key denoting sadness and then rises again as sort of a question. Is this the land of the free and the home of the brave? And it is. Victory Boyd's a young black woman who was asked to perform that song for the opening of the National Football League season. And the NFL found out that Victory, a Christian woman, had not taken the Chinese virus, control the American people injection, nor did she intend to. That must have been a small oversight on her part. Surely, once they told her of her faux pas and she complied, She'd get the national attention of singing at this prestigious event. One small problem. She was not going to comply. Now, looking at this, you have to ask yourself, was there a law that she get this injection? And if you're honest, you'd have to answer yourself, no. Was she presenting a threat to anyone around her as she would sing the national anthem in the middle of a football field by not getting the jab? No. So what was the problem here? Well, Victory had the conviction that her God would not want her to allow this abomination in her body. And she said, I quote, America from its inception was a dream, a dream of a place that champions equality, liberty and justice for all people. A dream of a place that honors each individual and our God-given right to life, liberty and the pursuit of happiness. She goes on to say, there has always been a fight to make this dream into a reality. From the Revolutionary War, to the Civil War, to the Civil Rights Movement, to the prison reform movement, and beyond, freedom has never been won without conflict. We're in a pretty scary time right now where discrimination and segregation is becoming socially acceptable, and few are doing anything to resist. People are losing jobs being denied service at restaurants, concert venues, and airports here in America, all because of their convictions to not be vaccinated. Victory goes on to say, from New York to California, and even in states such as Florida, where I lost this opportunity of a lifetime, I've made peace with not being able to sing the national anthem for the Tampa Buccaneers, but I have not and will not make peace with the reemergence of segregation and discrimination This is not okay. And it's about time that we say so. Now, I'll go on to say, as a colorblind American, I'll just point out to you, Victory Boyd is a young black lady. So when she speaks about segregation, when she speaks about discrimination, she speaks it from the lens of a person of color. So, kudos to Victory, and may we all have the strength To follow our own moral obligations, it's day 311 of the coup, the theft of the American government, a government now at war with you, you who don't bow down and worship Caesar to make the government your God, our God. This is war. Let me be clear. I am not advocating picking up arms against the government. That day may come. The government clearly has no qualms about taking arms against you. We'll talk about that later. The Bible says we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness. So this is war. And we must realize that it is a spiritual battle to fight this spiritual battle adequately. You must be spiritually armed and supplied. You must be a committed Christian to do this. Why do you think the enemy has such a hatred for Christians? Their demonic influences recognize the threat we pose. (laughs) It is no coincidence that things have come this far as church attendance has dropped in this nation. And certainly Europe is an indicator of how things go when Christianity recedes. Look at the loss of rights there, loss of human rights. There's people who like to triumph human rights in their uh, European Union charter and then go and tell people, You can't do this. You can't do that unless you let us put this needle in your arm. I want you to realize that some of the foremost conservative commentators are Christians like Candace Owens, Charlie Kirk. I didn't know that about Charlie Kirk until a while back when I was watching a video that uh, Neil Maumann had produced from his church in California where Charlie Kirk spoke. And Charlie talked about leading Roger Stone to the Lord. Did you know that in this year, Roger Stone became a committed Christian? You wouldn't know that reading the news, would you? Others are Tucker Carlson, more of a conservative Christian. Then there's Ron Edwards. And then there's Alonzo Rachel. There are more than you know. Now, I listen to Bill Whittle's podcast. I've been a fan of Bill Whittle for since his blog, uh, Eject Eject Eject, years ago. And Bill Whittle has, uh, he's been on Pajama Media. He's, he's had his own website. Um, he's been around a while, he's a great commentator. Excellent, excellent commentator. And He has taken up to doing a weekly discussion with Alonzo Rachel. Now Alonzo Rachel used to host this thing called Zonation on YouTube and was widely, widely popular. And uh, then it kind of faded. I hadn't heard from Zoe for a while, and then I heard him with Bill Whittle. Now, Bill Whittle come up with a topic to discuss from a conservative point of view, and then Alonzo, or Zoe, starts preaching. And he explains the biblical underpinning of conservatism. And Bill is always amazed, as am I. But if you take out the biblical underpinning of conservatism, you have nothing but a bunch of good ideas. Here's another verse from the Bible. And we'll get away from the Bible in a minute, but... For- Frankly, that's why I'm here. God told me to be here. Blessed be the Lord, my strength, with cheaches, my hands to war, and my fingers to fight, my goodness and my fortress, my high tower and my deliverer, my shield, and he in whom I trust. Let's go to war. Father, please lead us and guide us today and in the days to come. Please give us the wisdom we need as we fight this assault on our nation. And please help us to retake the government from these traitors, criminals, gangsters. Please continue to awaken the American people. And please move mightily and either bring these oppressors to a place of repentance or imprisonment or both. Please encourage people to turn to you for support and strength. Amen. So we've had some more victory this week. Pastor Archer Pulowski, friend of the show guest a few times, a genuine hero for freedom. And I'm pretty certain by now we all know who Pastor Archer is. He's the guy who last Easter chased the cops, to uh, the cops out of his church, shoot them out like he was driving demons out of the Gergesene. I mean, <laughs> go, go, you Nazis, go. I won't play it again for you. I've got some other pastor I'm about to play for you. But, uh. Pastor, I'm uh, Pastor Alberta. He's Pastor Arter from Alberta. Excuse me. So, uh, note to self, edit that out. So, Pastor Arter, as as he said the last time he was here, had gone to jail. Now, he's a committed Christian believer. He notoriously, like I said, stood up against the ungodly powers in his church in Canada. And Canada seemed to be another. I mean, it's our neighbor to the north. The good, kindly people, just like us, right? Except they're going socialist. You know, remember that Justin Trudeau is most likely the illegitimate son of Fidel Castro. And if you think that's a bit much, do a web search. It surprised me when I first heard it. And when you do facial recognition on both Fidel Castro and Justin Trudeau, and you find out that Justin Trudeau's mom and his dad, a proposed dad, Pierre Trudeau, who was the prime minister of Canada, had what they called an open relationship, and they were both in Cuba nine men, nine months before Justin Trudeau's birth, and there are all kinds of pictures of her hanging around with uh, Fidel Castro, uh, hanging on Fidel Castro, I should say. Well, there you go. And now that country has purportedly the son of Fidel Castro running it. So, do you think there's a problem with with Canada? Do you think they can come back? Well, Pastor Arder had been instructed by a judge to state the government point of view on COVID every time he brings up the subject. As Arthur says, unbelievable. And this is Pastor Arthur talking to us last month about it.
3: My crime and my brother's crime was inciting people to come to church, officiating a church service and participating in illegal gathering, which of course was the church service that I officiated. So we were charged. Later on, we stood before the judge. And what's fascinating about the story that the third judge is a personal friend to the previous judge, Rook. Rook, the chief uh, associate, uh, chief justice um, from Alberta, he asked personally this third judge, Germaine, to officiate or, you know, to, to, to precise to preside over um, these proceedings as a personal favor. And he agreed. And from the very beginning, I said to our lawyers and to my brother David, we don't stand a chance because he publicly admitted that he was asked uh, to do this as a personal favor from the judge that put us in prison. I mean, it can't get any more corrupted than that. And the beginning of the trial was we're in the middle of the greatest pandemic, and people are dying left and right, and this and that. I mean, I said to our lawyers and to my brother David, he's not a judge; he's a political activist. He is just doing everything the politicians are saying, and the mainstream media is shoveling through our throats. So we don't stand a chance. That was this whole thing was never about law and order. This had nothing to do with justice. This is a political bullies. Listen. Look what they're doing in Australia, New Zealand, Europe. Look what is happening at your northern border. They are destroying democracy. And whatever they're doing to me, be sure of it. They're going to do it to you as well. If you will not pay attention, if Americans, you will not stand up, you're next. When they are going to be done with us, they are going to come after you as well.
0: Exactly. We must stand up and that was only a month ago that Pastor Archer was here saying that, and uh, or virtually here saying that. We had him over Skype at the time. But it it looked pretty bad. I mean, who could imagine anything good would happen or there'd be any pushback? Well, a good friend, Jay Poplar, let me know. There is joy in Mudville today. Calgary, Alberta, LifeSite News. Christian pastor Archer Pulowski will no longer have to promote the government COVID narrative when speaking against virus rules and vaccines after winning a court appeal. According to a Rebel News report on Thursday, Justice Joanne Strekoff of the Alberta Court of Appeal tossed an extreme sentence handed to Pulowski and his brother Dawid Pulowski, or David, by Alberta Justice Adam Germain in October that limited their free speech. Strekoff also state a travel ban imposed on the brothers germaine's order mandated that the Pulowski brothers who had been critical of the government's covid rules along with the jabs she had ruled, or he had ruled that this, they had to state official government propaganda regarding the virus each time they challenged the government rules in public i mean wow so germaine wrote that as a quote final term of his probation order that Pulowski and his brother must say COVID jabs save lives whenever he speaks out against them. The order was imposed on October 13th when both brothers were fined thousands of dollars for having held worship services contrary to COVID lockdown rules. Pulowski's lawyer, Sarah Miller, announced soon after that they would appeal the ruling. Well, they did. And Rebel News reported that effective immediately, they, the Pulowski brothers, no longer have to denounce themselves after any criticism of the government's lockdowns. According to Rebel News... Strekoff had suspended Germaine's ruling against the Pulowskis brothers until June 14th, 2022, at which time the main Court of Appeal, the main Court of Appeal hearing will take place. <laughs> well done, there's hope. And I gotta say there are people, myself included, my wife and I, who have been praying for Pastor Archer. We need to pray for Canada. We need to pray for Pastor Archer. And if you can, find him on the web and support him financially. Because as Pastor Arter said, if it can happen there, it can happen here. If there can be an overreaching federal government in Canada, well, what's to keep them from coming after us? Well, they are coming after us. Look at what's happening to the people who attended the trespass erection January sixth earlier this year. We had uh well, let's see now, we had Janice Daniels, we had uh Carrie Bedavoglio and um Ron Edwards on and interviewed them about their experiences there and what they saw. And of course, what they saw did not look much at all like uh what real what's was portrayed in the news. I remember Kerry telling me that uh he wondered why people were smashing windows and going up uh not trellises, uh, scaffolding and trellises to go into windows when the police were ushering people in the doors. So obviously something funky was going on there. And uh, so I asked them if any of them had had visits from the FBI concerning concerning this, because I've read of accounts of people getting visited by the FBI and it wasn't a good thing. And concerning where they were, people have been arrested, hunted down in their hometowns across the country and brought back and thrown in that hellhole Washington, D.C. Uh, jail where the U.S. Marshals Service had to have 400 people taken out. Because if, if you heard of like the Kyle Rittenhouse account of his incarceration without water, well, that's what they're going through in D.C. And we think we're better than the communists? Well, these are the communists running our jails. What kind of inhumane treatment is that? It totally violates the Constitution when you have inhumane treatment in, in uh, when you've arrested somebody and jailed somebody. Well, of all things, Sharona Bishop of Grand Junction, Colorado, she uh, did an interview with a guy named Brandon House on September 19th, I'm sorry, November 17th, on WVWTV.com. You can look it up, wvwtv TV.com, Brandon House, or look up Sharona Bishop. And uh, Brandon interviewed her about an experience that she had. And all she had done was attend attend a uh, school board meeting. Here we go. Sharona, I'm going to
4: start because we have a lot of people who did not see the last hour. Let's reset the table. Yesterday morning, you were homeschooling your children. And what happened?
5: Brandon, thank you so much for allowing me the time to get on here. Yeah, thank you for letting me share. And and to your audience, I just want to remind you, this is still the United States of America. We still have a constitutional right to speak, to say what we think and what we believe. And essentially what happened yesterday morning, I was schooling my children and there was some pounding on my door. And I kind of thought, I really didn't know what it was. I didn't know what was going on. I didn't know if it was one of our neighbor kids pounding. And then it uh, it hit me that the FBI was at my door and they were pounding profusely, um, telling me to open the door. My boys were there and I took them into their bedroom. To be honest with you, I was a little not sure what to do. And I took my kids into their bedroom and told them to stay here. And as I went to go to the door to open the door, um, they had used a battering ram to bust my door down and proceeded to come into the home and um take me outside and handcuff me and while they decided to check my home and uh for whatever reason whatever reason they were there they weren't willing to let me know until they had gone through my home um quite an unbelievable situation yesterday morning
4: are you, are you a violent person
5: sharona no i am not a violent person i'm not a criminal do you
4: have a violent do you have a violent or criminal past
5: no i do not i'm a law-abiding citizen i'm very supportive of law enforcement and i love the law i'm i defend the constitution and what happened yesterday was um not something i ever thought i would be in my lifetime as an american citizen
4: ever um what is the name of your organization sharona
5: i run a conservative platform called america's mom And it was started to educate parents on legislation that was coming down in Colorado that would adversely impact them or their children. And I was a mom, and I didn't know about the bills that were going through. I didn't understand how they were impacting my kids. And once I did, I wanted everyone to know. And I wanted to educate and inform parents and moms. And, of course, since then, we've gotten heavily involved in school board races and congressional races. Um, We've helped a lot of really great, strong constitutional people get elected because we're done. We're tired of what we've been seeing. I love my state. I'm a fourth generation Coloradan, and I don't believe um, this progressive leftist turn that we've taken here. Um, Most recently, I've been a very vocal advocate for Clerk Tina Peters from Mesa County, who has been defending her people, defending their vote, and is now having to fight for her own life. And um, after yesterday morning, I guess I'll be fighting for my life now.
2: So have you,
4: with your organization that has the name Moms in it, has your organization sponsored going to school board meetings to complain about, rightfully so, critical race theory, mask mandates, et cetera?
5: Absolutely, we've been extremely vocal. We've supported incredible candidates Um, around this date. Colorado was able to flip nine school boards uh, nine districts this year and um, yeah we have been very very vocal um,
0: flipped nine school boards this year see there is hope folks there is hope we'll continue
5: um in fact for we April in my own county uh, we were able to get one of our leftists to resign and we also flipped our school board here because we um you know according to this illegitimate regime that's running this country people like me uh, are considered domestic terrorists because we advocate for our own children, we stand up
0: for them, and we don't allow the state or the system or the system to abuse them. And I'm yep. a little. Per- <laughs> yep. So, the good news is that um, there are no charges being preferred against Sharona right now, and uh, the bad news is that she was assaulted in her home and handcuffed, and so was her husband, and just for expressing her, her. God-given First Amendment rights of protest. So come on back after the break. We're going to take a break right now. The music's going to start in a few seconds. And I'd like you to join us for the second half of Your American Heritage. God bless America.
6: don't think keep staring at your smartphone get dumber every week now give up your freedom and shush oh Jesus what happened to us Leave the church kill your faith judge the skin and learn to hate make yourself the enemy but call yourself a saint learn the rules
1: school and apologize for everything apologize for you
6: now give the tv all of your trust oh jesus what happened to us mark jack bill joe they'll tell you what you need to know they'll give you your permissions and tell you where to go Lights, camera, action, edit. We're so pathetic. You believe it cause you watched it. You believe it cause they said it. Now everybody stay home and rest. Oh Jesus, what happened to us? That's the truth of it all so shut your mouth get in line just behave or pay the fine they're pulling on your backbone and taking out your spine they want you weak don't speak don't question don't think keep staring at your smartphone get dumber every week don't nobody put up a fuss oh jesus what happened to us Jesus,
0: what happened to us? Welcome back to the second half of your American Heritage. Joining me is Pastor Richard Dietering of Moment of Clarity. Hi, Rick. How you doing?
4: I am doing well, Ed. Thank you for having me on.
0: Okay, who are you and what did you do with the real Richard Clark Dietering?
4: Well, I've been fighting through the Chinese virus for the last week and it has given me new perspectives on, on just Friendships and people around me. I mean, it was a it was a rough week. But is your uh, life flying before your eyes or
0: something? What? Who is this? Well, guy? it
4: was actually it was a very slow turtle crawl. Of my life. It was. You know, it's uh, my my wife and I both are at the tail end of it now, and um, she she thank God did not have it as bad as I did. Um, but uh, the the recovery time is the same though. Um, but I, I have to say, I was listening. I was listening to the show at the beginning, and very good show.
0: Who uh, yeah, are is, you, and what did you do with Richard Clark Theatering?
4: Um, but but <laughs> it's still me, Ed. Uh, I grew up in Canada, and when uh, my dad moved us over to Canada in 1971, I want to tell you the story. Um, we moved in, and we our very first morning waking up in our new house in Windsor. We woke up; it was a Sunday morning. Um, My dad took us to church after church. uh, We got home and my brothers and I went out and played. And um, lady came out and says, don't you know it's Sunday? You're supposed to be inside with your family on Sunday. All the stores except for pharmacies and hospitals, all the stores were shut down. You did not go shopping on Sunday. They were, I mean, and, and the churches were full and it was a very... I'm doing the air quote, religious community in Windsor. And Windsor's a big city. And it was like this all over Windsor. It, they, they looked at God and they, they feared God. Over time, this is 1971. I know that sounds like eons ago. But within just a matter of a couple decades, they went to legalizing topless women walking on the street, prostitution, you name it. Um And the blue laws of the stores being closed, that ended. And all of a sudden, the churches were the enemy. It went from a very religious, very godly community to the churches are the enemy in a very short time. Now, the point I want to make out is or make here is back when I moved there, Sunday was a time for church and family. OK, the United States wasn't even that strict within its confines of community. Okay, mm-hmm. and so we are not far from going to where Canada is, because well, in fact, of it is we we should have already been past where they are as far as attacking the church and such. So don't think it won't happen over here. Our church is being attacked day in and day out. I mean, our church, the the Lord's church, is under attack Universal day church. in and day out. Yes day in and day out, and very strongly in this country. And we have to understand that. There's a reason, right? Yeah, there is. 15 years ago, I made this statement from the pulpit. I said that the pulpit is broken. And because the pulpit is broken, that the church will allow itself, the, the church in the United States will allow itself to be trampled over by a tyrannical government. And uh, it's happening. And we have to realize it. I also used to always make the statement is the one thing the United States has that no other country has is because of the freedom of religion, we take it for granted. Look at the churches in, in areas like North Korea and in China. They're growing underneath this attack. We took it for granted. Our, our freedom of religion has been under attack so much, we, but we've taken it for granted. We don't fight to protect it. Yeah, that's that's what I wanted to say.
0: Oh, no, and you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. And, and actually, I think there's two things going on simultaneously that I did not see, say, last year or the year before. Uh, I, I'm from a Pentecostal background. And so there are people who do these prophecy things. And I, I don't always believe them. I always look at them and see how they line up with the will of God, the, the word of God, and uh, basically the past history of the person who's saying it. But a lot of people were saying, oh, no, there's going to be a great revival in the United States. And they're saying this at the time of, they're saying at this time of Obama and I'm seeing this, the church go down and down. And I had a, a actually a very liberal guy comment, a Christian missionary comment on my blog to the effect of he can't see the church coming back. And yet, when does the church come back? Under intense persecution. So right. there's a two-edged sword seeing the revival of the church and seeing the persecution of the church simultaneously, which is basically if you see the church persecuted, folks, uh, they're the canary in the gold mine, in the gold mine, my goodness, coal mine, and you're next. So, yeah, and by the way, we had blue laws here in the States too. I mean, it used to be you'd go to Sears on on the, on the Sundays to race your little uh, cars, your go-karts and stuff like that because you had the whole parking lot to yourself, remote right. airplanes and whatever. And yeah, it was a different time and and people spent time with their family, you know, they went to church, spent time with their family. But moving on, talking about the the overreach of the government, and the persecution we face, I was talking about this uh, this lady in Colorado who had the FBI come visit her house and there were people who came and visited uh, people who had been in January 6th during the trespass erection. And... I mean, people from all over the country were getting visits from the FBI. And I talked to Kerry Benafoglio last night, and I asked him, well, he responded to a text of mine. Yes, he had been visited. It was, uh, I think, in May or June, and we were talking about it. He said the guys came in, and when they realized you know, his background, that he was a congressman, you know, had been a congressman, that he had been in military intelligence and the like. and So he said they started off to play good cop, bad cop on him. But then basically they stopped. They, they, He wasn't really threatened explicitly, although the FBI knocking on your door is a threat implicitly. There's no way they should be coming to your door to ask you why you were in Washington, D.C., especially spending government dollars coming halfway across the country to do that. But having said all that, I will say this. There are federal agents who do not like what's going on, who are telling people they're visiting they have more in common with these patriots than, than people might think. And that uh, video I was playing of Sharona, if you go to that website, it goes on. There's actually a council of a number of high-placed former FBI agents who are talking about what we need to do to resist this. So it is a fight. It's not a fait accompli. It's a fight, and we need to keep up the battle. So, folks, the phone number is 734 822 Help me out, Rich. I got it. 1,600. One, six,
4: zero, zero. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Thank you. Wow. I just got lost there for a second. So um, one of the battles that we're having here is, for instance, I'm on a, a website I belong to, Michigan uh, GOP, I think it's called. And it's a Facebook site. And there was a comment there that says, and the commenter said, quote, thinking aloud And sure, many of you are thinking the same. Why are our rights, the vaccinated and the mask wearers, why are our rights violated by those people who are selfish, defiant, and the most part Trumpese who refuse to get vaccinated? Why are we who want to protect ourselves and each other? Why are we sacrificial lambs for their, quote, stupidity? And then she goes on to say, enough. Can someone scream out about our rights if the unvaccinated want to be unvaccinated, they should start their own colony and live there all together. So many of us are so sick, so sick, so sick of this literally and figuratively enough. Well, I gotta tell you, she got a lot of pushback in comments and I was one of them. And I basically said, you wanna go ahead hominem, call me selfish and stupid. I gotta ask what kind of special kind of stupid are you? I was like, you wanna give up all the rights? The platform of the Republican party is all about rights. And everybody let her know, what are you doing here? And why do these people think? Let's let's go back a second here. You were vaccinated, right?
4: Yes, I was.
0: Yeah. And what happened to you this week?
4: I've been fighting and actually here's an interesting. I've been vaccinated. My wife is not. My wife came out of it very with very light symptoms. And I came through um wondering each night if I was going to end up in the hospital. Um, I mean, I was in
0: rough shape. Anecdotally, backing up the data that's coming in left and right, folks, if you look for it, you can see it. Here's something from The Lancet, a well-respected British surgical uh, uh, magazine. Quote, in the USA and Germany, high-level officials have used the term pandemic of the unvaccinated, suggesting that people who have been vaccinated are not relevant in the epidemiology of COVID-19. Officials use of this phrase might have encouraged one scientist to claim that, quote, the unvaccinated threatened the vaccinated for COVID-19. But this view is far too simple. They go on to say there is increasing evidence that vaccinated individuals continue to have a relevant role in transmission. And they go on and I'm not going to give you a bunch of details right now. I got them here. I might have read them, but we got callers. Basically, folks, you're just as much danger of getting COVID if you get the vax, the vax, I called it that again, the jab, the the intrusion of a needle into your body that's pretending to be a vaccine. Can, and can I, you, actually, you actually stand the chance of hurting yourself more like Pastor Rick did when he got it. Go ahead, Rick.
4: I just want to make a point. And I know we try to correct ourselves every time we call it a vaccine. And I thought strong, strongly about this. Um, I use the term vaccine uh, only, knowing in my own heart it's not a vaccine. Um, I'll, I'll do that. I use the vaccine to speak into the, to the, pro-vax people, to speak in their language. Because as soon as I call it a jab, they turn their ears off. They stop listening. Um, I call it the vaccine, and I tell them my story. They listen to it. They say, "Is that true? Is that a, That's unbelievable." I had people who were very pro vax calling me up and saying, "Well, you said you had the vaccine. I did. I had both jabs." And by the way, I'm not, I'm not. I just become available to do the, um, to do the booster. That, ba- the booster. I had people that are pro vax that came out and said, "Don't get the booster after what it's done to you. Don't get it." You know. Mm-hmm. And, and so I try to talk to them in their own language. They've changed. They change the language of again, as as the the communists do. They change the words and their meanings. A vaccine used to be made out of the out of the actual virus. <laughs> this mm-hmm. is not. This is now they redefined it. To, they redefined it. So I try to talk to them in their own language, just and they'll they'll listen to me a little bit more that way. Folks, um, I had um, one one nurse well,
0: Rick. I want to give a link here, okay, and then we want to take some okay. calls. I'm sorry to cut you off like that, but we can All come right. back to it. But There is a site called c19vaxreactions.com. C19 or C19vaxreactions.com. You should go there. I've got some audio to play from it. Now we may not get to it because we've got a couple callers. I want to talk to Tom from Detroit right now. Tom, would you join us?
2: Uh, Yeah, hello. You you were talking earlier about that, uh, that raid on that woman that was protesting the school board. And I Mm -hmm. got a couple of questions. Did the FBI, did they have a warrant? Do you know?
0: She said they did not
2: have a warrant. I I don't understand Uh, that part. Well, do you know what a Bivens action is? Uh, You know, it's okay. Bivens action is uh, there was a Supreme Court case. uh, It was a civil rights case on the uh, 1983, 1985, 1986. uh, That's a civil rights statute uh, on protecting constitutional rights um mm-hmm. but it was the name of the case was Vivens versus six unknown i think it was dea agents or it might have been federal agents but it's pretty famous it's what you know when you know the fbi breaks in or something like that you know i mean you can file a lawsuit against those agents personally and you know and then in discovery find out who they okay. are and that's right. that's what happened and that's in that good way. Um, There's also the 1988 uh, portion of that, and it pays
0: attorney fees if you win. So, okay, Tom. In reviewing the article, I can see lower down. She said that I got confused. She said the agents would not tell her why they were searching her home, but they did leave behind documents related to the search warrant saying that they entered her home because she was suspected of causing, quote, intentional damage to a protected computer, wire fraud, and conspiracy to cause damage to a protected computer. She said she didn't know anything about that. So thanks, Tom. Was there anything else before, uh, well, yeah, before yeah, we there's sign a, off? The
2: other thing is, is those uh, statutes I was talking about, that's, uh, that refers yeah. to uh, the deprivation of the, the constitutional protections under the color of law. Color of law means when there is no actual law, they just, you know, they're just using that as a, as a beard, you know, to, to break lying. in and take away basically your rights. Lying. Uh, and, and, you know, that warrant there, you know, there had to be an affidavit or something. You know, there has to be some right. way to trace that back to, to find out you okay, know, who, who framed her. Thanks for taking my call.
0: Oh, thanks for calling. I appreciate it. I hate to rush you off, but we've got somebody else we've got to take a call from. Let's see which way the topic's going to go now, Joe.
7: (laughs) Well, you're talking about that woman on Facebook. Well, one, I've been perma-banned from fascist books since July 4th of 2020, and that particular day they chose to suspend me is... Not coincidental. So I, you know, I'm not sure what you're talking about. I don't hang around that anymore. I can't respond, so I don't bother to check them. Uh, but. It's like Phil was talking about on ART this morning, and I only caught part of the show because my recording cut out. But you've got to be on the inside. You have to be part of the GOP. You have to be a delegate because you've got to help us fight the rhinos. Either like that person, or just somebody who clearly has Trump derangement syndrome, or whatever that person's problem was, is to get the party back to the Republican platform. And yes, the party of the Constitution, rule of law, and rights. And she has no right to force something upon somebody else. I mean, it's just absurd. Her whole notion of what. Her rights is is a liberal snowflake standpoint, so it just makes me think that it may have just been a liberal a plant in there talking to you. Yeah, but you got to be a delegate to help us root out the bad apples in the GOP, or it is a fait accompli that we're a fascist, cracks one party rule country.
0: You're right, Joe. And Joe, I want to correct you on one one issue you complained about your own personal recording stopping and I made it a point Derek sends me the segments from the shows and I made it a point to do avalicious roundtable like I do all the shows put them up on anchor.fm the links to them are are at the uh, whamradio.com uh, podcast tab where anybody can access them even you Joe and it was there this morning on time for once so there
7: oh, okay well, yeah, I don't know what the deal is with my own personal recording. If, if perhaps sometimes the mainstream digital feed does interrupt and I lose it. But this yeah. has happened okay. to me well, several thanks, weeks Joe. in a row now, so it uh, doesn't seem to want to record that show just,
0: right. Just depend on Your Derek show
7: and, there, and Rick's show, it's been cooperating.
0: Well, I got to tell you, there's been a couple of times Derek has called me and says, hey, you got a copy of the show because he knows I record them. So, yeah, it's not a bad idea to have your own personal recording, but you can rely on us. Thanks for calling. Talk to you next (laughs) week. All right. right, Take care. God bless. And Rick, definitely stay out
7: of the hospital. They'll kill you.
0: Yeah, that's that's the dangerous place to be. So let's see. Now we have two minutes and 50 seconds. Rick, you got anything to say?
4: Yeah, I I just wanted to tell you that uh, I, I even had nurses over this last week um, tell me, be glad you got the vaccine because you would be much worse off. And my question to her was, to each one of them, how do you know this? You know, the average answer I got was that's what we've been told. Mm-hmm. What scientific background do you have to say that I would have been better off? My wife didn't have the vaccine. She didn't have the heart palpitations that I've had and all the other illnesses. I had it much worse than her. How do
0: you gauge
4: that? Well, that's what well, we've been told. This,
0: and this, this website, like I said, c19vaxreactions.com, is very good with this stuff. They've got both. Uh, in fact, I wanted to play some audio from it. I don't have time. we got two minutes. But uh, there's a lot of people who are complaining that uh, they got hit with illness after the booster, not the first shot. Hey, let's see what Walter from Ipsilanti has to say. Walter, my friend, make it brief.
8: I'll make it brief. Let me get right into the subject. The subject is, um, I'm gonna ask you a question, is how we can gauge these doctors and these nurses, who I don't trust these days. Ask them as a cure for certain ailments like natural cures uh, with supplements and holistic cures. Like for instance, we can, let's go there. Uh, high blood pressure. That's how you can find out if uh, they're, they're the real deal or not they fake or they just want to keep you uh, medicated the rest of your life. Ask them if they're cured if I have blood pressure and see what their answer I'm is. I'm still There's looking. No, I wouldn't trust them with a vaccine. But what I'm saying is a friend of mine got kicked out of his – a friend of mine went, drove 10 miles with his girlfriend to see her son in Wisconsin and – Found out from her son who quest who uh they told them told him that they were not vaccinated. Guess what they did after them driving 10, 10 hours away. He kicked both of them, including his mother, out of his house, and they became enemies. Yeah, it's amazing.
0: Hey Walter, we've got like thirty seconds left to go. Okay, God bless you. Talk to you later. Thanks for calling in, and I'd like to encourage anybody to do a search on m e r c o l a dot com dot com, and uh if anybody can. Recommend a personal physician to me who's not going to grill me about the the jab. Do it. Stay tuned, folks. Don't go away unless you're on the podcast. Then you've got to hunt down the podcast of Moment of Clarity. Coming up right next is my friend, Pastor Richard Clark Dietering, Moment of Clarity. God bless you. See you next week.